What's up, everyone? My name is Justin Bao. And I'm Lucinda Liu. And you're listening to Portrait Mode. Alright, so we are back again, and this is our third episode. As you can tell from the title, we are going to talk about productivity. We love productivity. Yes. <laughs> we thought it was worth mentioning because um, we're going to mention some things that are actually quite practical in our day-to-day lives, and as well very useful. Yeah, and especially with school starting literally in two days as of us recording this. Uh, we, we figured it would be a good time to recap all of these things for ourselves as well, and just to, to kind of give ourselves a little refresher going into the year, especially about just managing our time um, in this busy junior year of ours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess just to build off of that, we want to talk about more specifically, I guess, our own quarter and what our schedule looks like, as well as what commitments we have as school is about to start. So Justin, take it away. Yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about all of these things just the past two episodes, but to, to recap just generally, like, what I have on my plate this fall quarter, um, obviously I'm a full-time student as well, so I'll be taking, like, a couple classes uh, every week, something around probably, like, six to eight hours of just, like, classes and lectures the whole week, as well as I'll be working two different part-time jobs, probably amounting to, like, anywhere from 10 to 20 hours a week. I'm involved in, like, different organizations we've kind of touched on, which will take up a few more hours a week and then obviously I always need to like take some time to recuperate work on some side projects or just spend time with friends um and in short there's only so many hours in a week so you can kind of see how this time will slowly build up uh, more and more and more not to mention like homework that I didn't even talk about or just any other time I need to like do chores get groceries stuff like that um so especially for me right now it's pretty important that I start managing my time a lot better than I have this past like, couple weeks of summer that I've just spent bumming around. Oh my gosh, you're talking about, like, homework and grocery shopping? I totally forgot about that stuff, <laughs> and I was like, I'm pulling up my schedule right now. I'm like, wow, there's so much to do, but I totally forgot about all those <laughs> other little things I have to do, too. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, for me, it's pretty much the same as Justin, but I guess a little bit different in terms of the commitments. I also will be a full-time student, so I'm taking a couple classes, um, 16 credits total, it's not terrible so it shouldn't be that bad and this quarter honestly i'm like pretty excited because i'm finally finished with all my labs for school yeah (laughs) so no more six hours of lab per week and that'll definitely lighten up my schedule a bit so excited for that and with the other or i guess outside of school commitments i'll be working part-time at gene mod so kind of continuing my internship that i had summer and then as well be an RA so that will be a bit of a time commitment and something I'm actually pretty excited about is um being recruitment director for CSA Ooh, what's that <laughs> okay so yeah basically I will be recruiting anyone who's interested in the Chinese Student Association and we have this whole like it's like a social week essentially all of next week so kind of preparing for that and getting ready to introduce ourselves and letting potential officers understand who we are and what we do as well as like the following week we'll be conducting interviews and all that yeah the first few weeks will definitely be kind of a toughie (laughs) and uh, yeah i'm also a scholar mentor for my scholarship so um been conducting a few one-on-ones for that as well but other than that i feel like the rest of the quarter should lighten up a bit it's mostly just 
part-time work and like full-time school so yeah but look at my schedule i'm like man kind of looks tough <laughs> that's all yeah i was gonna say like when you're describing it you kind of made it sound like oh yeah just these couple things that i'm doing that take <laughs> up like 59 percent of like one day jeez that's a packed schedule right there yeah i'm not excited for homework that's like the biggest thing sure. <laughs> yeah homework is hard to gauge but hopefully just hearing our schedules you kind of get more of an idea of where we're coming from um i think these schedules are similar but probably just a bit busier than they were like the past couple of years where we started like actually getting into these productivity tools um and like routines and stuff like that but um this hopefully just gives you an understanding of like where we're coming from what kind of stuff we need to manage and how these tools that we're about to talk to you about are helping us manage that a lot better than before yeah let's just dive right into it then <laughs> let's do it so I was talking about my schedule, I pulled it up, and of course, this is the main thing that we really want to talk about, which is Google Calendar. Woo! <laughs> my favorite app maybe ever. Yeah, honestly, I like this so much that I even wrote a paper on this. It was like five pages. Are you serious? Yeah, no, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, Usin, did you want to just go into a little bit, since you seem to be an expert after that paper about Google Calendar, what it is? how you can use it just for people who have like no experience or little experience with it. So with Google calendars, it's just essentially a schedule app and you can add different events as well as sync it up with different apps such as like your Gmail or even other emails. This is honestly very amazing for like allowing you to plan ahead, um, whether it's like a day ahead or a whole week or even a month. So this is where I actually plan out any events that I know I have ahead of time and I just simply add it onto the calendar. It even has alert notifications so then you know when you're going to be attending that event. Those alert notifications took me a long time to figure out. For a long time I just forgot about my events completely um, but once you get that notification it like reminds you exactly if you have an event you forgot about or like if you start uh, need to start heading over to like a certain place or something. It's just one of the most useful things in my opinion about the whole service. Um, I also have like really similar experiences to Lucinda. I plan out my entire day on Google Calendar using like these events. Um, I have it all like color coded according to like everything. Oh my that, gosh, same. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like I okay. I'll just I'm looking at it right now too because I need inspiration. I have like my classes in salmon. I have like work in like <laughs> green. I don't know what color it is. Like sage. Sage. Or something. It's sage. Yeah, sage. Wait, your um, classes are in sage? No, no, no. My oh. my work is in sage. My oh, classes just kidding. Are salmon. My, my classes are sage. This is like the whole like what color is your science notebook debate thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I just think it's really useful because it gives you such a great visual of exactly what your day is going to look like. Um, I think a lot of calendars do kind of a poor job, honestly, of showing you like how your day is going to look. Um, they don't have many colors either to show you like what kind of things will be happening in a day. Um, but Google Calendar does a really great job of of really making that super clear to you either if you're looking more carefully to plan something out or if you just want to like take a look um early in the morning of like what things do i have in store today yeah um, exactly and yeah. i like oh sorry no no go for it <laughs> yeah and i think the best thing about it is like you can have it all centralized in one place whether that's like categorizing your personal life or even your work life and just like chill time in general and you can like uncheck and check different types of calendars as well and the fact that you can also use this on any device, essentially, oh. that is connected to internet, it's just like, oh my gosh, like, I pull it up on my laptop, I can pull it up on my phone. I'm just nerding <laughs> out about this right now, but it's so good. It really is. No, I have to second that for sure, because 
I think there was a point, especially in middle school and high school, where I would try to rely on like a planner, like a paper planner. Um, but the issue with that is that I would have to take it everywhere I went. If I wrote it down in one place, I wouldn't have it in a different yeah. place. Or like if I had like a calendar in my room. But with Google Calendar, like this is the power of technology, I guess. <laughs> like it's just, it's so convenient. It's so synced up. Um, and this one thing that I would like to extend that whole point, especially all of what Lucinda was talking about in terms of checking off different calendars. You can like share your calendar with other people. I was um, just about to mention that. Oh dude, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, my favorite feature of Google Calendar is just the shareability of it. Um, in college, especially like planning either events or like just hanging out with friends, there's always going to be like navigating around schedules and stuff. So I've had so many situations where I've like wanted to hang out with someone. They've just been like, "Oh, let me send you my Google Calendar." Um, in like a planner world, you would have to like open your planners together, like flip through the pages, see where they line up. With Google Calendar, you can just literally send someone your calendar. Um, you can give them whatever permissions you need with it. Um, they can just add events or they can like do your events. They can like plan so much easier. Um, this also applies to like, I've had many different situations where I've wanted to make like a calendar for some sort of like uh, in-person event. So for example, like for a hackathon I was helping organize just this past summer, we made like a whole Google calendar, of just all the different events we had for this weekend. We sent it out to all the participants. Um, and it was just such like a great centralized place for people to be like, oh, let me just add this to my calendar. Yeah. I can see exactly where all the events line up. Um, it's all just on one page for me and I can just like mix and match things however I want. Yeah, no, that's, oh my gosh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and just building off of what you're talking about with like writing all your stuff down in a planner. I know coming into college freshman year, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start bullet journaling and like even though that works for a lot of people, for me personally, the fact that I had to take that around with me everywhere was just kind of a hassle. And it was hard to kind of keep track of like, oh, I was out at dinner and I made plans with another friend next week. Oh, I got to note that down. But like by the time I get back to my place and I'm like, oh, I totally forgot about it. And then a week later, I'm like, oh, forgot I have to hang out with you. And just stuff like that, those little things. And like Justin said, it's it's technology. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you can literally input it on your phone anytime, anywhere, planning ahead. Oh my gosh. Just, it's amazing. <laughs> it really is. If, if any of you out here, um, if you don't currently use some sort of calendar, like software or like website or something, I highly encourage it. Um, I definitely went through a large phase of my life where I was just like, I can just keep track of things in my head. Yeah. No problem. But those things really are taxing on your brain even if you have like the best memory in the world it's just it's a lot easier to have it down in one place that you can reliably check um i think that when you try to just remember everything it's so easy to just be either forgetting about certain events or like you're just busy doing something else that you forget that you have to be at some event at this time um, there's just like no permanent place, I guess, for, for whatever you need to do. Exactly. Like even if you don't really want to rely on this tool specifically, noting it down will give you that second confirmation being like, oh, yep, that's exactly what I have to do, you know? And I think honestly, having Google calendars is, I guess in a way it lowers my stress because mm -hmm. the fact that I know what's coming ahead of me, I can plan ahead and that will kind of mitigate that stress for me. For sure. And one last thing I would like to say about that as well, especially in this virtual era of like so many online classes and like all these Zoom links or, or whatever links you need to reach like classes and meetings and stuff like that. Google Calendar also does a really good job of facilitating this integration specifically. 
when you create a new Google Calendar event, you can immediately create a Google Meet link with it, which is like Google's video conferencing software. Um, and one of my favorite recent discoveries is that Zoom also has a really great Google Calendar integration where like if you put the location of your event as a Zoom link, Zoom will be able to like automatically open it up from the Zoom application. So you don't have to go pasting a link into Google Chrome, then you have to like click on the thing that brings you to Zoom again and then you get back to the meeting. Um, it's just, uh, this is me nerding out about something, but <laughs> like it saved me so much time and hassle of like searching for a Zoom link and then needing to like go back to, you, you get the idea. I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I literally just found out about that yesterday. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> really? This yeah. Song? I, yeah. No, <laughs> oh I God. just found out about it yesterday. The integration between Google calendars and Zoom, which is like crazy. But even then, like, I feel like I had a pretty robust system of using these Zoom links, even though I didn't know that integration before, which I've kind of gotten used to, to be honest, which is when you create an event, you can add into the description and I would simply have all the zoom links ready if there's like repetitive um i guess like weekly meetings and stuff like that i have that zoom link ready in that calendar slot and so i simply pull up my calendar click into it and it brings me to that page too which i think is not bad as well <laughs> yeah absolutely like there's just so many opportunities i guess to use google calendar just for helping your stay have less stress and hassle like especially now I don't know about you, Lucinda, but for me, I didn't really use Google Calendar at first either. I actually used the Apple Calendar, or iCal, I think they usually call it. Um, for me, that system worked for me pretty well, especially since I have, like, Apple products. But still, I found the Google Calendar was just so much easier to use for those things that we were talking about in terms of, like, being able to share it so easily, being able to have it so consistently on different, like, platforms or devices or stuff like that. Um, so in my personal opinion, this is not like sponsored or anything. I think we'd have to like legally Google, tell you. please sponsor us. That would be nice though. Yeah, please do sponsor us. But, um, my personal opinion, Google Calendar has been the best way to keep everything organized between all of my different products. Um, only complaint is that they don't have a widget on iOS 14 yet, which mm. is like my least favorite thing. I know. It's so terrible. I think they have a widget in the side panel, but not like on the home screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Lucinda, what about you? What was your kind of like path to, to using Google Calendar? Um, I don't actually think I used iCal, but I mean, I recall inputting some like events in there, but I remember at least on the phone when you access it, everything is like condensed so you can't really see it day by day or like week by week and i usually like to set my view to uh weekly like viewing settings so i can actually visually see it but because i couldn't do that i thought it was not really efficient for me and so i kind of just moved away from using that but to be honest i didn't really have like a planner like scheduling type of system i guess yeah i didn't really have a system and so i think it wasn't until literally the end of or i guess like the middle of freshman year when i started using google calendar because honestly all my friends were using it and i thought like oh am i like late onto this bandwagon <laughs> or something like what's going on but literally all my friends were using it and they were just telling me how amazing it was i was like nah there's no way like my brain's so good but then wow. i actually started <laughs> using it and i was like oh my gosh this is life-changing it is it truly is Maybe that's just because we're, like, putting more stuff on our plates now, but, like... Yeah, maybe. 
if you don't have this app you need it <laughs> <laughs> exactly and honestly to add on top of that though like more recently i've actually started using google tasks i mm. think yeah and integrated with your google calendar as well so you actually can add multiple tasks and it's like dependent on the due dates or if you want to filter through like when you recently added it and it kind of just lists out all your tasks that you need to do and what day it's due it'll actually show up on your google calendar at the top of the day so you can like check it off and it'll like cross it out which is like super nice yeah those people at google are geniuses at how everything interacts <laughs> but that is a good segue into another thing we did want to talk about which is google tasks um other apps like tick tick or the apple reminders app just anything that's kind of like a to-do list app i mean of course with google calendar you can plan out your day and you can have like scheduling um, but sometimes you don't need scheduling in your apps or sometimes you need like just to get something done rather than just to know that you have to start doing something. So Gusinda, what kind of apps do you use for, for this kind of task, I guess? Yeah, I mentioned Google Tasks and I think honestly that is the only one I do use. I've heard of the other um, apps as well like TikTok and even just using your reminders on your phone. But I think honestly it is the integration between the two apps. I think it's just because it's Google. And I'm kind of a Google ho, so <laughs> <laughs> I think the fact that you can integrate the two is just amazing because sometimes I do want to see my whole schedule as well as all my tasks within that one day. Like, I'm a visual learner, as I mentioned, and so seeing that there tells me, oh, I need to complete this during this amount of time, I have this much free time, and I can complete this. And so it's just it's just amazing to use. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, like Once you're into one of those two, like, the other one just kind of comes naturally. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Justin? Yeah, I I also, I think Lucinda and I actually started using Google Tasks in, like, the exact same week. Like, we discovered it <laughs> separately, but, like, in the same time period. Um, but, yeah, I use Google Tasks. Um, it's really helped me kind of stay on track and on task. But, yeah, I, I there was a period where I tried to use the Reminders app. And I think there's also some sort of, like, to-do list app that I, like, looked for or downloaded. I think Google Tasks just does a really great job at, like you said, integrating everything and also just like keeping the whole to-do list really simple. Um, if you go onto the app, it's just like a straight up to-do list with if they're checked off or not, um, what the date was and what the time is. Um, I think a lot of apps either don't would really let you like have a specific time that you can do something. It just kind of says like, oh, you have to do this yeah. at some point. Um, but Google Tasks does, just like Google Calendar, does a really good job of, like, making sure you know exactly when you need to be doing something. It gives you, like, a pretty simple, pretty readable alert. And it's honestly helped me a lot, especially in this quarantine, to keep me motivated. Just seeing, like, a to-do list that's partially empty, I feel like in our human nature is just really, like, disheartening. And to see one that's fully checked off is just so, like, relieving and relaxing. <laughs> Get those fuzzies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like some sort of psychological I whatever, but <laughs> something about it, it's just, it really has been super motivating for me to see those ticks just go, go, go. Um, I think just ticking off a box also just helps you feel so accomplished. Even if that tick is like, take out the trash, just to like, push it off your to-do list just feels so gratifying yeah and like we're honestly hyping it so much but like <laughs> seriously i think it truly is the simplicity of the app itself that makes it so good it's like you don't actually have to navigate your way around it and even with google calendars like the fact that it has a such low learning curve you can easily use it anyone can pick it up really easily 
Oh yeah, the learning curve. That's that's a big brain word right there. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is true. It's just it's so simple to use, so easy to pick up. It's it's really really nice. Um, going off of that as well, one last thing we kind of wanted to talk about in this whole Google suite um, is Google Drive. I think this is one that most people use, especially since it is pretty like heavily involved in most people's like schools or mm -hmm. curriculum or stuff like that. But we did just want to go over this a bit more, talk a bit to like why we love this this service so much. So with Google Drive, Lucinda, like I think this has been your primary uh, place to like store files and organize things online. Yeah. What have your favorite things about Google Drive been so far? I mean, we use it for this podcast, for example. <laughs> um, so I'm sure you have like something. Uh, to talk to in that kind of respect i know before i actually used um just like my laptop in general with like sorting files and stuff like that there's nothing wrong with that to be honest but i think a big pain point for me was the fact that i couldn't access it like on my phone or on another laptop and so google drive everything is cloud-based and that means essentially you can access it from any device that is connected to internet that really solved all my issues so I actually ended up like sorting files out for each class dependent on every quarter and as well as like the type of work, whether that's tests or worksheets and homework and stuff like that and like even textbooks. So overall, it was just very easy to use and I think it's the organization that helps a lot. The organization is really amazing. What I love about it as well, on top of that, is just how collaborative it is. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I almost I... forgot about that. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just such a collaborative software, and honestly something that I wasn't really aware was even possible before like I discovered it for the first time in like middle school or something. I just think it's so incredible that you can create a Google Doc, for example, and you can have like 16 people editing it all at once from different machines, from different places, but it's all just so collaborative, all so synchronous. Just having everything so easily co like cooperative, I guess, is, is really been a life-changing experience for me um, in high school and college. In internships and stuff, I've worked with different softwares where people, like the workflow of things will be like, people will send like new versions of like a Word document over every time. So like if you want to update the Word document, you need to like change it on your own. You need to upload it back to where it was stored before. But with like these collaboration softwares, there's no more like friction of going back and forth. You just need to hop on, make a change, and hop right back off. It's just that simple. Um, another kind of element of this collaboration also goes into the organization. I think a, a system that people often don't really utilize is like the team drives or shared drives on Google Drive. Um, I use this a lot in like some of the different orgs and, and just other projects in my life, I guess. But this just is such a great way to like have a more specialized like organization shared between multiple people. It's really easy to organize on your own, but to be able to do the same thing alongside other people and have everything like in these really nice folders or really nice areas, it just makes my heart so happy. It brings out like my inner Marie Kondo. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I think like honestly, I've taken this like for granted. I'm thinking about like a life without Google Drive and that's just like insane to me because there's so many things right now, whether that's with different organizations or like projects, you definitely need just a centralized place for everyone to access. But yeah, like huge kudos to Google. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sure most of you are probably using Google Drive already just for whatever, but um, we just wanted to talk about it more to encourage you to just explore all the different ways you can use it, all the different cool features and possibilities. 
um, as well as just other like file sharing services like Dropbox is really popular these days. Really take these to your advantage as much as you can. I think a lot of people are too used to just like having it on their computer, mm -hmm. um, only being able to access it that way. But like, people get on this, yes. get on this stuff. <laughs> this organizational and cloud-based like system will definitely change your life. <laughs> um, we also can talk about a little bit about Notion. I think that is also a very amazing tool that um, is also cloud-based and something that um, is really easily shared among uh, many people. Mm. We use Notion for portrait mode. Um, I also use it for like some of the different orgs I'm in. But Notion is just like, it's been a really great way to kind of incorporate a lot of these things that we've been talking about together into one place. Mm -hmm. It helps us not only like put together files, but also just like, we, we often like ideate episode ideas on like one Notion page. It just makes like having all the information, all the like planning process, like all in one place, easily accessible, easily organizable. I think honestly, I didn't discover Notion until literally this year, which is like crazy to me because once I found out about it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's literally everything in one place. I know there are some people who actually use Notion like for everything in their life so they use it as their calendar scheduling they use it for tasks and like to write down their notes and to do their homework literally everything is like on this one app which is crazy to me because i didn't discover it until this year <laughs> but yeah i think it honestly is super robust i would say though it took me a while to really learn how to use it i agree notion it the best part about it is just that it combines so many of these different services together. But the consequence is that it does take a while to like mm -hmm. really learn to use it and use it efficiently. They have so many different yeah, shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. Like, There's like so many shortcuts. Right. Like, and I, I don't even know all of them, to be honest. I, don't, I probably <laughs> don't even know half of them. <laughs> right. I Okay, this is a funny story. But the first time we were like setting up our Notion, I remember like because I've used it before, I have like some sort of experience with it. I was like making tables on this page and Lucinda was just like, how did you do that? What? I still don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it can be a bit tough to use, but I think that once you once you get used to it, once you just start incorporating it more into your workflow, it's one of the most powerful tools out there. Um, I don't think we have like time in even two hours to really go into like all the different stuff it has. So just highly encourage everyone to check it out if they haven't before. Mm -hmm, for sure. Okay, now a few last things we wanted to briefly touch on, um, especially now that we're talking from like a class setting, we, we go to classes, we, you know, we're in school. We've been really noticing like the importance of like good note taking or like good just like general, I guess, like notepad kind of apps. Um, it's really easy to just pull out like a pen and paper and start writing down notes. But we've realized that these apps just bring so much more depth to, to note taking. Specifically, like I've used like note, Notability and OneNote. Um, I'm currently using Notability. Hey, what? me too. Nice. Wait, <laughs> I didn't actually know that. Yeah. I, oh my gosh, we're literally that. twins. <laughs> oh gosh, that's scary. <laughs> but um, what I love about these apps is that not only do they just let you take notes um, and also like save paper, I guess, but they have so many extra features that you can like make your notes as customized and as like, I guess, conducive to your learning as possible. Conducive. <laughs> That's a word I learned on Notability. Just kidding. But like, for example, Notability lets you like paste images in with your notes that you have just on your iPad or whatever device. Um, it lets you like switch pen colors so easily in case you want to like color code things. Um, you want to like sketch like a diagram or something like that. Um, and I'm not even scratching the surface of really all the things it provides. 
obviously we're talking in the point of view where we actually have iPads that we're taking notes on, but honestly, like taking notes on an iPad is, oh my gosh, it is actually life-changing. I'm talking about so many things are life-changing, but this <laughs> one is truly life-changing. I was pen and paper all throughout um, high school, even freshman year, until literally last year. I was looking in my chemistry class and everyone had an iPad in like the first two rows. And I was like, oh, these are the, these are the go-getters. I'm going to be one of them. And I got one. And man, this thing is definitely so useful. It honestly, oh my gosh, it's amazing. It is. And it's funny. I started taking notes on my iPad literally last year as well. Like the start of my sophomore year. (laughs) I just, it's, the parallels are crazy. But (laughs) I guess it's like double proof that these things really are really life-changing i'm not gonna say life-changing because that does kind of hype it up a bit too much okay, but yeah, maybe <laughs> the fact that we're not sponsored in any way and we're still like raving about these services kind of shows you how much it's made an impact in our lives i will also say that um obviously ipads or like tablets and stuff like that they have like a price tag on them so understandably like if you don't if you don't think you can financially afford it responsibly right now like don't go for it mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely an investment you'll have to like plan around but there still are great ways to digitally take notes um, while getting like a lot of the notability or like note taking app kind of benefits one reason i wanted to bring this up is that for a long time i thought that the best way to take notes would be just typing on my computer um like in high school i tried this out for a bit just because i wanted to have them all in like one centralized place that i could access from any point with a notebook like we kind of have been mentioning a lot of the time physical things you can't just like access from any device or at any time um but i found that taking notes by typing just wasn't really working out for me just because i was just typing so fast that it didn't feel like i was retaining any of the information yeah um what i really like about taking notes like with a like some sort of pen like thing is that it forces me to really think about what i'm writing down um especially when i'm trying to like organize it well that's why i really love like this kind of format of taking notes of like really like using like a stylus or something to write um even like like using your mouse can can still be like an effective solution i know like OneNote and i think evernote as well have apps on computers if that's like an option that you want to take um so just try them out for sure like it's helped me so much in retaining information um even if you don't have an ipad like there's still definitely ways you can utilize the software as well yeah definitely second everything you just said all right, now we've we've gone into all these different softwares and apps and stuff like that. Um, hopefully, you've kind of gotten an idea of like what kind of things we've found really effective um, and how they've really helped us manage our time. So for now, we're going to take a quick break, and then after the break, we're going to talk a bit more about just like some other shorter kind of tips we've had and just some final thoughts on our productive process. All right, so we're back from our break, and we kind of just want to talk a little bit about kind of miscellaneous tips as well as like tricks and even I just like extensions that we want to talk about with um, productivity and relaying off of what we've already talked about before. So just to start off, um, something honestly that I really find, I guess it's something I just discovered recently too, but something (laughs) also really useful is keyboard shortcuts. This is like super underhyped, but also something that I think is super useful to learn. I honestly just recently started getting into it, which is kind of like a noob move of me, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, I even got this super cute like keyboard 
like it's like a keyboard cover for my laptop where it shows me which types of what buttons to press yeah like <laughs> I, I can't believe that you just discovered these because <laughs> they've i've been using them religiously for the past like 10 years of my life yeah i'm but not as smart as justin that's so. okay stop it but if you don't know like control a S, the basic ones or even like some of the more complex ones like how to open an incognito tab in chrome how to open your spot. oh my gosh wait is it control no command n n n n n n command n you're close that's a new window shift. command shift n that's yeah that's oh new anyways if you don't know like how to open an incognito window in chrome or how to open your spotlight search from your keyboard or how to like force quit your laptop there's just so many easy shortcuts that will like save you so much time. Um, it can take a little a little bit to get used to it, but if you have a handy keyboard sleeve like Lucinda does, <laughs> it'll just make everything so much easier to just be like, oh, I can just save my progress here instead of having to like navigate to the toolbar or anything. One other thing I wanted to talk about is this extension called Block and Focus, as well as just other similar extensions to this. Um, this one isn't necessarily a productivity app as much as like. Um, a way to keep yourself focused. Uh, in high school, I had a large problem with like getting distracted when doing homework. I'd often just like navigate to you know YouTube or like Instagram or Reddit instead of doing the work that would be due in like six hours at of school. <laughs> so I discovered this extension that just kind of like you you enter some websites um, and it just blocks them whenever you like enable it to block these sites. I know there's a lot of other similar ones. I used one called Stay Focused. Um, there's just like hundreds on the web. If you're someone who gets distracted easily, definitely try something out like this. Yeah, this is something I definitely have not used, but I probably should be using. <laughs> <laughs> just to build off of that, another extension, Grammarly. Um, this is an extension that I think is honestly advertised a lot on the web. I like see it everywhere. It helps you in terms of if you are writing a document or something and they notice a grammatical error or um, stuff like that. Grammarly will suggest corrections. So I think that is super useful and especially when you're writing a paper, it definitely catches those things. It's some like ML stuff that I don't know about, but it's super useful. So you should definitely try installing this extension. Super useful, especially one other thing that it's been really useful for me for has been like writing like a professional email. I can like find those errors, correct them with Grammarly, so that it doesn't seem like I'm like careless or not paying attention. Um, there are millions and millions of extensions on the Chrome App Store, whatever like App Store you're using. If you want recommendations, definitely reach out though, because I have like way more that I could give. Um, but Same. The, <laughs> the next two though, we wanted to talk more, I guess, about just like setting up a nice like productive place for you to be work. Um, these are like more abstract concepts, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, the first one we wanted to talk a bit about, we've talked a lot about organization, but we wanted to go more specifically into organizing your folders. This organization, this different level of depth is super important. Let's say I wanted to access a folder that held my homework and I want to know, oh, which class is it from, um, from which quarter was it from, and stuff like that. So that level of depth is super important to me, and I personally think it helps me stay more organized, all in all, basically. And on top of that, building off of organization and as well as like productivity, we want to make sure that we're setting a productive environment up for ourselves. And so this literally just means 
I guess, like, including all of these things that we've talked about, whether that's using different tools and, like, extensions, and just mitigating friction in general. This is super important for when you are working in a space that um, you need to focus. Do you have a clear space to work on a specific task at a given moment in time? Yeah, so, like, an example of this has been, I used to work on my bed a lot, um, like, doing, like, homework That's a big no-no. Yeah, big no-no. Um, some sort of psychological study I read told me that, like, you work on your bed, you're going to, like, associate your bed with either working, which is not good for your sleep, mm-hmm. or you'll associate working with, like, Sleeping. wanting to rest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, like, I'd be working, and then I'd, like, want to just take a nap or, like, drift off. Um, so now I've had, like, a specific desk setting um, with, like, chargers or just, like, notebooks or everything I need just to make sure that I don't have to, like, worry about um, having, like, a, I don't know, like, a specific space and then having, like, the consequences of that environment. But, like, I have one designated place where I do my homework or get, like, super productive. Um, that way, like, every time I go to that space, I know, like, this is where I need to be if I want to be productive. Yeah. Just delegating spaces for specific tasks in your life. Exactly. So now that we've kind of given those like shorter tips, we have many more if you do want to reach out. Um, we do just want to end this episode with some final thoughts about how we stay productive, um, all these different tools, and just suggestions I guess we have about like what has worked for us and what hasn't. I can definitely start it off. Basically, you've heard our episode. It's about productivity, time management, scheduling, all that jazz. But we really want to emphasize that you should be realistic about your time management. So we know that structure is very good and tools help out a lot with it. And it helps you really be confident in your day. But we really want to emphasize that you should be realistic about your scheduling. So this doesn't mean just because you have these tools to aid you with your day that you should pile on top like... 10 million tasks to do on that one day thinking that these tools will help me you know this helps my productivity being realistic is super important because that is how you're going to be i guess like building a habit for the rest of the year or rest like 30 years you know Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely important to stay very like aware and realistic about all of that um and a good way you can do that as well is going into this next point that we wanted to bring up of making sure that you prioritize your commitments not everything is going to have the same urgency or priority. Um, obviously, like something like getting your homework done is going to have a higher priority than maybe like um, replacing like your bed sheet or something like that. <laughs> um, so we want to make sure that we we mention that we prioritize our commitments a lot, or at least try to, and that really helps us make sure that we get the important things done. Um, it also helps us be realistic in that like we try not to add too many unnecessary things. As long as we make sure that we're planning around like the, the things that are super important, we can make sure that we're getting the stuff we need to get done. And if we somehow like add too many things on, it's not going to be a problem because we've gotten the things that matter most. Yeah, and even if that's like literally meaning to like label your priorities by top three, that definitely helps out a lot too because having that prioritization really will help in the long run. And building on top of that, um, with all your tasks in your life, we know that it is also really important to be punctual with them because this is how you will um, build a habit and have it keep it going in the long run. So making sure that you have a specific task and not just like holding it off and like procrastinating on it. Make sure you actually follow through with it and be punctual with what you hold yourself accountable to. The same thing applies for these productivity tools as well. Um, 
you really need to make sure that when you're using these tools, you're also making these things functional. Um, keeping these really intentional, keeping these really diligent is important to kind of set up a habit of using these as well. Not only is our habits important in like these day-to-day -day tasks, but also in making sure that you're, you're keeping this productive process um, a habit as well is really important. For me, there was a long time where I would use Google Calendar and then I would just like ignore it for the whole week after I'd like input all my events and then it just didn't help me at all basically. So really making sure you get in the habit of like using these different tools um, is the only way you can really make the impact last. If you want to build a habit, make sure you keep yourself accountable to what you say you're going to be doing. So yeah, um, Justin mentioned it, but I'm going to mention it again, which is experiment with the different productivity tools and methods since everyone does have their own preferences and there are different things that work best for different people, but really just experiment around with it if you haven't found your vibe or what works best with your day-to-day -day schedule, but make sure you at least try it. I think honestly it is worth a try and let's say worst case scenario, it doesn't work out for you, perfect. Experiment with something else, you know? But these are definitely things that work for, or some of the things we talked about definitely work for Justin and I, and we just want to emphasize that more and share it with you all. And lastly, remember that we aren't complete experts on productivity, of course. <laughs> We're just college students still. Um, and part of the reason we wanted to share with you our upcoming schedules or just general commitments is to give you an idea of like, these are what we're doing. These are the things that work for us. Take this with a grain of salt and take this as you will. Um, we're not perfect in productivity. We still definitely struggle. We're trying yeah, to definitely. get better. <laughs> <laughs> These are just the things that have worked for us, I guess. Like, if it's worked for us, it's definitely worth trying out at least, um, as, as Lucinda mentioned. But if you ever find something that works better for you, if you hear other things from other people, those are completely valid as well. It's going to be different for everyone. Um, we just love sharing like our tips and tricks with you and hopefully they work for the best. And if you all have anything to share with us in terms of productivity and such, feel free to reach out to our new Instagram page. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> we just recently launched our Instagram page um, at Portrait Mode Podcast, if you haven't already, so feel free to follow that. And honestly, provide us with any thoughts, suggestions, just things in general, and even with these productivity tools, feel free to just DM us about that. <laughs> exactly. We're, we've opened this social media account up just to interact more with you guys. Um, if you have episode ideas or, or suggestions or just want to talk about really anything we've been talking about in these podcasts, absolutely encourage you guys to, to just like DM us or something. We also do have an email account now at portraitmodepodcast at gmail.com. Um, no spaces, all lowercase, no punctuation. Luckily, that domain was open as well, which is very fortunate. Mm -hmm. um, we really just want to connect with you guys more. I know we said this is like a creative project for us, but it would mean a lot to us if you guys would like give us feedback on how we can improve these episodes or just to have open discussions, I guess, about these things. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. I guess that's a wrap for this episode. Um, hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you can relate to something, whatever it is. We just enjoyed sharing this stuff with you, and we are going to continue working on this stuff in the future. Yeah, so I guess that's it for this episode, and we will catch you all next time.